So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. I've been married four times. I've had four different wives. Wow. Very good question. <laughs> I await the answer. <laughs> so that's going to be a little black love on the show. For two people to be so well accomplished and still doing so much ambitious in life and striving for so much and still being able to stay together and be married, we are rocking here with a world champion, a two-time <laughs> Super Bowl champ. All right? Say Get that. it right, Say y'all. That. All right? <laughs> and Mr. and Mrs. Ross Marriages don't work comes to reality TV. Be honest. Of course. Okay. <laughs> After retirement, your world just kind of comes to an end. I was in a depression for about two years. Because I was changing so much, I wanted a different wife. Uh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Honoring mm-hmm. your husband. Yes. I heard that so many times. <laughs> Making sure he is fed, loved, supported. Um, and sexed. Okay. <laughs> Often. Y'all heard that, ladies. So what are y'all doing to fortify yes. your marriage? This was a damn therapy session. Yeah. If you find that right one, rock with it. Welcome to Harley Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode of my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. I just want to say I think we're moving up in the world. Yes. <laughs> Can I? Is, is that? It's official, right? That is fair, brother. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, today it's gonna be a little black love on the show. Like, All right. That's what they've been asking for. That's what they've been asking for. Y'all be asking us for our guests. We be taking notes. We be writing it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our membership. We listen. And look who we got here. Like look at it. this here. <laughs> we are rocking here with a world champion. A Two-time, two-time, right? Two-time two <laughs> Super Bowl champ. All right? Say Get that. it right, Say y'all. All right? Elite. Elite. And Mr. and Mrs. Ross, welcome Woo! to Harley Thank you. Initiated. Thanks for yeah. having us. What a welcome. That was a good introduction, Yes, we're man. excited yeah. to be here. Yeah. I like that. Tashana, you keep smooth today. I like yeah. that. Man, listen, I'm excited. First of all, y'all don't understand how hard it'd be to coordinate with these busy folks, y'all. Yes. Y'all don't know we had you a do. You can't dude. start by calling us out now. I'm just saying, you like, know what it's. Saying? Like, this was on the calendar. It, it has been a struggle. Right. Yeah. It's been a struggle. But, but we do this for y'all because. Mm-hmm. I really feel like it's a lot. I fought hard for this because I know it's a lot to take away. Oh, thank you. For some, uh, for two people to be so well accomplished and still doing so much ambitious in life and striving for so much and still being able to stay together and be yeah. married for as long as yeah. y'all have been. Oh, I, yeah. like that. I like that. <laughs> I know y'all know something that the world don't know. Yeah. So let's let, let's talk about it today, okay? Yeah, for sure. Now, you know I do my research. I've seen a lot of the interviews, but I still don't I, I don't want to skip over this because y'all, y'all, y'all tell y'all love story a lot yeah but my audience might ain't seen it sure all right so we're gonna go into that a little bit yep because one thing i like about this love story here is that although we sitting here with a real brother it's like a real masculine brother right here it's, you know what i'm saying <laughs> a real so, alpha <laughs> right like it's a real brother here but yeah. still Sonya was the one that went ahead and shot the shot. Yes, yes. At yes. this brother over here. And a lot of the ladies, because look, we, we do a live show on Monday and Wednesday nights, and mm-hmm. ladies are pretty apprehensive. Yeah. As it relates to going out, they feel like they shouldn't pursue or be aggressive in that right. way. And, you know, I'm like, you know, but you, you got to go after what you want, right? So, I, so tell me about that. T- t- tell me about what made you want to go ahead and pursue in that way. So, first of all, I just want to preface it by saying I do think there should be balance. I don't think that women should always be out there like, putting themselves out there. But I do think that there are appropriate times where you let a man know what you want. Okay. And, um, Tell me about that appropriate time. <laughs> <laughs> and we were young. I mean, we were in college, right? Uh, we're in college. I'm sitting, we're in the cafeteria and my sister and I are eating and he walks in and I'm like, damn, he is fine, bro. Like he, he, he cute. So he comes over and I'm like, hey, and I call him over and I'm like, what's your name? 
And he's and he's playing like super shy, super cool. He's like Aaron Ross, and I'm like, oh, all right, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> and the funny story is, is that when he told me his first name, I I literally had just broken up with another Aaron. Like we had like literally a month ago. So when he told me his first name, I was like, oh no. Oh I yeah, already know. yeah, we oh, all no, experienced that before. Yeah. Yeah. Second like, the teeth, rolling the eyes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I definitely am not dating another Aaron right now. So it was funny because I just was a, I was very attracted to him when I first saw him. And then he told me his name. But he, I didn't say anything to him or anything. So he kind of walked off real cool. And a couple of days later, uh, we have a friend in common. And he was like, yo, he, well, you can tell your part. But he's like, he did all this research on me and all this stuff, whatever. And then, um, you know, followed up with me. But um, for me, yes, it was about just like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, he is, he's, he's that guy. And I want to meet him. Mm, okay. And you, you literally <laughs> called him over. Yeah, I was like, yo, yo, you. Okay. Okay. And the thing is, I still think he has this like cool walk where it's just like he just like kind of glided over to me like, like, "What's up, cutie?" Still got it. And then yeah, and then our first date was actually we went to dinner, and our second date was to church. And I was like, "I'm marrying this man." Like, wow. Whose decision was it to go to church? Was that was that you, Aaron? I can't remember. I I feel like I feel like it was my church because I feel like he hadn't. Yeah, because you were. Yeah, so it was my church that. um, And I invited him, and he was like, "Yeah, like he was so into it, you know." So that was our second. I grew up in the church, um, so I I guess I started on (laughs) on mine. So I saw her um, a year early, earlier. So I had to sit out. Give some context. I had to sit out of school for. Um, two years. Okay. So I would have been, we went to the University of Texas and it would have, I graduated in 2001, but I didn't get back in school until 2003. Right. So in 2002, I went to a Texas Relays. It's a track meet that's in um, in Austin. It's huge. One of the biggest track meets that's in, in Austin. Me and my mom went. And we're just going to see a track meet. Uh, we sit on the front row. She walked by me. I'm like, damn. Look, I look at I said, Mama, who is that? <laughs> so I, I, I set up. She had that track fit on. She was looking good. Real right, good. Right. So she had uh, no, I'll never forget she had a number five. And I wasn't really in I ran track, but I wasn't really into track like that. Right. So I'm thinking the number five bib that she wore was her number. I played football, so I'm thinking a football number, her number is five. So I told my mom, I said, man, when I come back to school. I'm hollering at number five. Mm. So I got back to school the wow. year later, um, 2003, did my research, and um, she had a boyfriend at that time. So in football, you know, you got to go to OTAs early, two weeks before school start. Okay. So I'm, I'm checking it out. I'm like, dang, where's this girl at? Man, she wore number five. <laughs> No, like, ain't no number five. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was a lane. It was a lot of So I, I found out who she was, found out that she had a, had a dude, so I kind of fell Feel back. That. Um, this was like in July, August. Um, we met, she hollered at me in, in October. So that's, that's how it ended up going right in. Um, I played like I'd never seen her before. Played <laughs> like never I knew me. never knew. Played like I wasn't researching her, trying to get at her. <laughs> So when she called me over, I was like, oh, yeah, got it. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Right. R.I.P. to the other Aaron. He, right. he, he, he got pissed out of the wire. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that was that's, it. That's interesting because thinking about, you know, college and just where y'all were mm-hmm. at that point in y'all life, mm-hmm. this is a very different place. Oh, yeah. Completely. Like, who y'all were, I'm sure, is people. Yeah. What your life looked like. Yeah. What your yes. day-to-day schedule looked like. Yeah. yeah. All of that is very different. So as you guys kind of advanced through these different archetypes Mm -hmm. of kind of who you like have been becoming all Mm -hmm. the way up until who you are today, how did you guys like maintain like that togetherness throughout that process? What, What did you guys have to do in order to make sure you guys stay close? It's a great question. I think we were extremely intentional. <laughs> and I think the key to the success in our marriage has always been our communication. Like, we don't hold anything back. Um, and I feel like in life, there has to be one person who you can share the good, the bad, the ugly with. 
um, and that person needs to be your safe space. And I think throughout all throughout our journey, and like you mentioned, it's not just about changing a place or all that kind of stuff. You change as a person. As a person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you go through phases of selfishness, of all different kinds of things, and it's like you need someone who can say, babe, you know, kind of help to steer you Trip. back on track, you know? <laughs> and so I personally think the key to our success has been we've always been extremely intentional about talking even when it hurts, even when we don't want to. Mm. And, I mean, we break down layers that most relationships, I feel, never even get close to. Mm. And I feel like we're at a place now where we love each other unconditionally. <clears throat> and that's, that's, that's a serious thing. Like, people say it, but to love someone unconditionally means without conditions. And I love my husband without conditions. Mm-hmm. But it took us a long time. It took us a while to get here. It's not something that you get in the first year of marriage. It's like, you got to go through some things. Right. <laughs> And then you get to that place. But I, I would say communication. Yeah. I mean, like, like Sonia said, that's a, a great, great question. I, I think um, the main thing is um, as we evolve, so just giving you a, a backstory of me. After retirement, everybody that's, that's an athlete will understand that it's a hard, hard transition. Yeah. yeah your world just kind of comes to an end. Yeah. Mm. And um, I became a new person overnight. Mentally, everything, um, went through depression, everything. And um, I started trying to f- figure out who I was. And what I found out in retrospect is I didn't take her on the journey with me. Initially. Wow. Initially. Mm-hmm. So I'm growing and growing and we're kind of growing apart to where you start seeing little things where our communication that's what she's talking about, where our communication has to be raw and rough and yeah. honest. And this is who I am. I used to, I used to like when you um, wore the kinky twist. I don't like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> different taste. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't lie. I'm a different person now. Yeah. And, and a part of that journey, I didn't take her on that journey with me because I was trying to find myself. Yeah. So I think um, for relationships, the main thing is we're all going to evolve um, as individuals, but make sure you let your spouse know and be a, a, on the ride on that journey with you. And I, I want to dig into that a little bit more because I think that's something that people rarely talk about. Um, and I think that uh, a lot can be happening at that time. So like Ross says, when he was evolving as a person, I wasn't there yet. And so I, I also appreciated the fact that he gave me grace and time to be on my own journey because now I feel like we're back in lockstep but there was a time where he was kind of you know becoming like be- very deep into like what it meant to be a black man why you man. won't read this book yeah, why you, oh, what does wow. it mean to you know what I mean? yeah. and I'm over here like um, where is the you know Chanel like what, <laughs> right. what are we doing like mm. where, you know and he never forced me to evolve at the same pace that he was evolving as a person and so finally, when we got, but, but, we, but throughout the journey, we were always communicating, always talking. I was always hearing him out and, you know, I, I would be intrigued by what he was doing, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready to like, you know? And so I think that's also an important part too, is that you might hear in a relationship like, oh, you're both evolving. But the question is, how do you do it together? Mm-hmm. And the thing is that you don't drag the person along with you. You have grace and you, you're patient with mm-hmm. them. And then when the time is right, you introduce them to these new things and this new part of you that for me, I feel like I'm having this unique new experience with my spouse. Like we have a new relationship. Like he, you know, it's fresh, it's fun. Like, you know, so it's 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 it's, it's relationships are hard, um, and no one gives you the f- exact formula on how to do it. But I think once you figure it out for yourself, it can be one of the most beautiful experiences. So hopefully that was clear. But yeah, yeah. to put it put it all together, this is I've been married four times. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I've had four different wives. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's an interesting yeah. way to put that. And, you know, when I'm thinking about those gaps, because first off, that place where y'all might not have been on the same page mm-hmm. and probably wasn't in harmony, Yeah. just for context, how long would y'all say y'all were in that space? Um, I would say maybe... I was in a depression for about two years. I don't know if oh. we were. I don't. That I don't fully. Really during that part, we weren't that far apart. 
when yeah. Ross wasn't going through his depression from sports, I think I truly understood that because I also retired around the same time. Got you. So I don't think that at that part, I would say probably when, when I felt like he was on this journey, we weren't together, probably about a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say probably about a year of us see, really trying to. I'm, I'm, the only reason I want context because that's hard. And of like, course. You talk people about give up. people give people up. People give up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I really want context for, yes. for the audience because the, the concept of divorce is always a tricky you know, concept for everybody because yes. everybody's like tolerance for, right. for things are so different. Right. right. We talk about how some couples can go through things for 90 days and <laughs> it's, it's over with. Right. 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 And right. I've seen couples talk about being in the trenches for 10, a decade. Right. Yeah. And they pull through. I'm right. not, I'm not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Nor do we. <laughs> You're right. But all I'm saying is yeah. I just wanted to give context sure. on that. And because communication is something that you think or you're saying that really helped pull you guys to the next level. Mm-hmm. I really gonna have to think about this one. But what was probably the hardest conversation that you guys, or one of the hardest things that you guys as a couple had to communicate in that space or period that you can think back on mm-hmm. that you really feel like was one of those defining moments that probably yeah. took you guys to the next level as a, as, as a couple? One comes to my mind right away. Wow. Um, I don't know if you have one, if you want to go first. Go ahead. You might be the same one. Yeah, I think I think the toughest, one of the toughest ones um, was when we both became parents. <laughs> um, and um, I think that I had an expectation of who Ross was going to be as, because there's two different things. There's the father and there's also the, and there's the co-parent, right? <laughs> so he was an exceptional father but as my co-parent, I had different expectations. And that was a hard thing to communicate because when you're telling your partner something about that, all they hear is, I'm a bad dad, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, no, I'm not talking about how you interact with your son. That's amazing. I'm talking about how you're showing up for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was one of the hardest things for us to navigate because I had to find a way for him to understand it in a way that didn't feel like I was beating up on his fatherhood because he was so excited to be a dad and he was being he was a great dad and so and I think it went both ways because I think he had expectations of me too and I was not open to hearing nothing because mm. <laughs> I was doing a great job in my <laughs> so I would say that that though that was probably one of it and I think that that's also a lot of times uh, a, a marriage breaker deal breaker whenever you you know have a child because it's a really hard thing to communicate right mm. you know like your expectations what you feel what um, you know, to—that's to the baby in the background. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just pause and start. Um, to, listen, you, you listen. It's legit no, family. No, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. in the back, y'all. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, we're not editing none of this out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna play this all through. I'm used to be like. No, okay. right. no, 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 we're good, we're good. Yeah. Listen, that's credibility. Right. Family, we're kids. Right, right. Yeah. 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 The kids in the back right it's now. Real. Our, son, our son is here. Um, like you said at the top of the show, we were like, we're not canceling again. And we, by the time we would have dropped Deuce off and come, we'd have been late. Been late. So, fam, yes. we're all here. Deuce is in the building. Yes, he's in the building. Shout out to Deuce. But yes, I think that that could be a really tricky thing um, to communicate. So I think that was one of the things that comes to my mind right away. I don't know if you have something else. Um, I, I think that was definitely a good one. Um, I think mine was so much when I was on a journey, I, I wanted, and this was a hard conversation to have and even a scary one for me to, to admit. Mm. Um, because I was changing so much, I wanted a different wife in her. Mm. Mm. Not a different w- wife, physical wife. Say it, but no, mate, no, louder. For <laughs> <laughs> the folks in the back. Because I'm like, y'all. how did you communicate that with <laughs> right, my brother? Right, right. <laughs> he won't y'all. And that's why it was hard to communicate. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, I'm not in. T- during this time, I stopped being into the, like she says, Chanel and Gucci and this. The worldly All stuff. of the worldly things. I wanted to be more into family and legacy legacy and and what what i felt was important Mm. to carry on Mm -hmm. and she wasn't there yet Mm. so it was like uh don't worry about this money man we go get the money let's get this first but like i said she wasn't at that at that space yet and that was the hardest thing for me to communicate to her because i felt deeply about it 
Like I was convinced that this was the right thing to do. And, and with her saying that I'm the leader of this family, mm. that ego and pride and everything come in you and like, well, you, you have to do it. Either it's like almost giving an ultimatum and that is not the right thing to do. Mm. You know what I, so I had to yeah. realize that and fight through that and still love on my wife, the wife that I been with for 14 years before that time where I went through the transition. So it was, that was my hardest um, conversation that I had to have with her. I'm curious because as a man, devotion is very important. Yeah. That's like one of the top things that you want from your woman. Right. And the thing is we can be selfish because as soon as we want change, we immediately want our yeah. partner to change as well. So when your wife is not responsive to that change immediately, who do you go to and talk to? Who do you get counsel from to kind of talk you off the ledge from being upset and you know overly frustrated about that situation? Oh man, I have a, a, a great mom, um, grandmother. Like I said earlier, um, I grew up in the church. Um, from his age, I was forced to go to church. I hated it, but now that I'm older, I appreciate it because it's, it's in me, it's in my core. And um, all of the friends that I grew up around, we've been friends for over 30 years. So I know they know me as AJ. <laughs> they know me as that person. So I know when I go to them, they go give me the real. And um, sometimes, especially like my brother, He'll be like, AJ, you tripping, bro. Hey, chill, she'll, she'll get there. Just you keep doing what you're doing. You lead and she'll follow eventually. So you lead by example. So I had great people in my inner circle that I've been around for like 30 plus years to help me through that process. And in return, help me with my marriage. Mm. I love that. That's important. And it reminds me of um, one of my favorite, man, spiritual coaches, leaders. I probably bring this man up every episode, but Miles Monroe. Mm. He says that it's one of our responsibilities as men is we have to cultivate every aspect of our lives, our children, our wives, everything around us. Yeah. And when I think about that, that's, that's what I think about. Like, I think about, okay, you get to this one level, and now you need, want to bring your wife to this right. other level. So really, at that point, it's really your responsibility at that point to cultivate this new level in your woman you want to bring her to and i think that takes communication mm -hmm. that takes patience right you know that takes all of these different virtues right. and like what did that look like because you saying i had to lead right mm -hmm. and i had to do it by example mm -hmm. but like more practically like for you to really get <laughs> change your wife's mindset right 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 you're talking about right. changing the mindset <laughs> right. of what right. like in luxury items <laughs> like what practically does that look like with you as a man to 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 do that to like really bring this new almost value system mm -hmm. into your household um so literally i gave away everything i gave away all of my louis all of my gooch everything wow um, i stopped driving my s class and started driving a smart car um, what other stuff? Wow. He was turning into a So it was a, it was a sacrifice. <laughs> right. it was a, yeah, it yeah, was, he was, he, I was very On the journey, he was really humbling himself. I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to to feel confident knowing he didn't need I any didn't of need those any things. Because wow. you know there comes a point in life where you feel like your value is based upon what you have. Right. Absolutely. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he, it was amazing. Like, he cut his facial hair off. Like, he really went through a very dramatic, like, you know, like, not caring about his physical appearance, not, you know, not caring about any of those worldly things um so that way when they're added on to us again they are good. just you know just yeah that. they're just there they're not things that we worship or you know care about and so it was like he says like when you talk about leading by example it was a great thing for me to see him go through that level of humility um because i always say that i think anything with two heads is a monster so it's no question in my household my husband is the head of our household and so i always want to be the best wife that i could be um, and so it's seeing him do that really challenged me to say, okay, what, what, do, how, what do I need to shed myself up and humble myself up to be, first of all, I mean, the best Christian and, you know, I, I, the best woman that I could be, but then the best wife and mother. And so his examples that he set for me started to show up in my life. And I'm like, wow, like none of these things are important. The only thing, the, the most important thing is my relationship with God and my family. And I think the, the biggest thing I learned as a woman, the only woman at this table, <laughs> and for the women watching, is that 
and, and, I, and I wanna make sure I'm clear about this, right? Cause I'm not someone who is like hung up on Gucci, Louis, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I made a reference to it, but I'm not like hoarding that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. For me, it was more about, I, I was really fixated on, I want us to get to a certain place financially now so we can rest later. You know, I wanted, I wanna hustle, hustle hard. So by the time we're 50, I wanna chill. You know, so my goals were always being out the house, working, working. And Ross is like, baby, like, you could pull back. Like, you could, you know, we're good. <laughs> like, you know, you could be home. And I'm like, no, we got to go harder, harder, harder. And, and that's just who she is by nature. And I know that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so go I know getting. it's not coming from a bad place. Right. So it's that conversation is hard. Not sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. And so but, but what I learned and learned, and I hope to share this with all the women out there who are in a relationship Um, where their husband or spouse is also asking them to pull back is that what I realized was that when I honor my role as a wife and as a mother, God takes care of everything else. So Mm. I'm out here hustling, trying to do all this stuff. I'm in the streets trying to make all these things happen. When I'm home, I get the phone call. Mm. When I'm honoring my my family, my husband, the the opportunities are just coming to me. And so I think that we Mm. have to just always be cognizant and aware of things being in order. When my husband is happy, healthy, and thriving, he's going to kill in business. What I'm doing for my family, God's going to add to me, and, and it works. When it doesn't work is when everybody's trying to be the head, right. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. trying to lead, and everybody out in the streets is like, who's taking care of the family? Who's taking care of your husband? You know what I mean? So that was yeah. a very valuable lesson for me as a woman, and very empowering. You right. know, people think of submission as this, like, thing where you whimper. No, it's actually more empowering. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel more of a woman. My husband loves on me harder. I have more... I just feel more enriched when I do what I feel like I'm called to do as a woman. I like that you said that because people don't see that. Mm-hmm. They see you guys from the outside, the perfect life, great family, both of y'all making money, very successful. And they say, hey, you can have it all. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that having it all is coming with a level of submission on your part. Yeah, 100%. From serving as this role yeah. as, your, as a wife and help me. Yes, 100%. But and, I, uh, let, me, and let me ask this too because you said this. And what I like to do is I like to take phrases that people are typically throwing around <laughs> and make it practical. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this brother just broke it down for us. Right. So with you honoring mm-hmm. your husband. Yes. I heard that so many times. <laughs> I don't think y'all really know what honoring your husband. I don't even know if I really know what honoring your husband is. Let's figure it out. Because yeah. when you say you are honoring your husband, what does that look like for you? Um, I think honoring my husband means to please him um, by doing the things that I know make him happy. Mm. And, um, and especially, I think, when your spouse is connected to God, you know that he's leading you in a way that you should go, right? Mm, it's some right. men out here y'all should not be honoring or following. <laughs> <laughs> it's not everybody that deserves this level of honor. Right. But um, so the thing is, right, my husband, like, he went on this journey, and he, he became a better man in front of my eyes. He became a better human being. There's no doubt about that. And so to me, when I honor him, I'm doing what God has called me to do as a woman, which means making sure he is fed, loved, supported, um, and sexed. Okay. <laughs> Often. Y'all heard that, ladies. <laughs> Give me your jobs. <laughs> um, and just, you know, doing things that make him happy. And I think that I think that a lot of times women will say, oh, my husband, he's this, he's not happy. Well, as a woman, it's our job to kind of figure it out. Like, I want my husband to be in the fullness of himself because when he is, he frees me up to be all that I could be. If he over here sad, depressed, and struggling, and I'm out here doing, I got I to gotta take care of too many things, I got too many balls in the air. So if I prioritize my husband's happiness and his joy, then he serves me and loves on me in ways that are unimaginable um, because when, well, I feel like when a man feels like a king, he treats his wife as a queen. It's like no mm-hmm. doubt. Whenever me and Ross were broken in our marriage and unhappy, mm-hmm. I didn't get loved the way I wanted to be loved. He didn't treat me the way I wanted to be treated. But when we're communicating and I'm loving him, he treats me like a queen. So you get exactly what you want when you do that thing that you're called to do. So I think honoring your husband is just pleasing them. (laughs) This is why we have another one on the way. (laughs) You know what? So I'm curious about that, the the sex part, right? Because we've had multiple conversations about sexless marriages. And sexless marriages can range from, you know, 30 days to some of them we've heard, you know, our audience members, that 13 king. years. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, you said 13 no years for No what? sex. No, that oh, happens. Yeah, this no is sex. happening. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is happening. And it's, it is happening. Not a thing. Two is, days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two days. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, the first couple years, you know, you have that passionate love. Right. And then after that, it becomes more of the companionship, right. you know. So how Facts. do you all, and it's proven right. that y'all still 
making love. Right. <laughs> so, way, it's a baby. Right. Whole baby. Right. 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 Got one in the oven right now. So how do you all maintain that high level of passion? Ah. Uh. Okay, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it super real. Okay, please. We have certainly gone through mm-hmm. our ebbs and flows. Like when we first met, we could not keep our hands off each other, and probably for the first like seven years, it was like on and popping every day. Mm-hmm. And then you know you go through um, you know that phase, like you said, where it, you do feel more like friends, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the priority, um, especially for women. It's like like he's my best friend now, and so I don't always feel like I necessarily have to serve him in that way. Even though I want mm-hmm. to, I'm still physically attracted to him and want to. And then also too, and then and then forget it when you become a mom. Right, and you don't. When you become a mom, and you got a little, (laughs) (laughs) you got a human. Got a little beef with Deuce. Yeah, little beef. (laughs) You gotta get to your room, man. Put him in his room right now. But not only that, too, as a woman, too, like you're breastfeeding, and you don't feel sexy anymore. Like the this body feels like a tool now. Like I'm using my body to to keep a human being alive. I'm not thinking about sexing you when I'm doing that. You know what I mean? I tell her she looks sexy, pregnant, man. Well, Turn I know. Me on. <laughs> <laughs> Deuce, what is it, baby? It's not the time to come over here now. We're talking. We're talking. What happened, baby? Are you okay? It's so, yeah, we're almost finished. Put your headphones back on. <laughs> he's doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, he's seen what the conversation was going on. Right. 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 Still. Um, um, so, yeah, so as, you know, as a woman, you just don't feel as sexy. So it's really hard to convert that, like, you know, I'm serving my son and, you know, being that kind of mom to then now being like this freak in the bedroom. And so you do go through phases. Um, but I do think, once again, with Ross and I, it's always about communicating. And so, you know, even when I'm when I'm struggling with that, I talk to him about it. And he's like the most patient and compassionate man. He's always like, okay, baby, like, what can, what can I do to help you feel more sexy? What can I do to make you want to do it? And, you know, one of the things I think that women try to communicate with men all the time is that we want to be made love to all day. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be like discarding me that in that nighttime thing. I'm gonna be feeling oh, all shoot, sexy. Oh, it's eleven o'clock, baby. Right? <laughs> Sleep. Exactly. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Like, you gotta make me feel like loved on all day, and then at nighttime I'll, or or whatever time is appropriate, we can do the thing. But yeah, you know, it, it hasn't all. You know, we haven't always been just on like a ten. We're in a really good phase in our marriage right now. Um, but that was intentional, and like right. we. You know, we do little things during the daytime and send text messages and we do all of those things. Um, and like I said, too, like Ross said, we, you know, we're in like this fourth stage of our marriage or we're two different people. So it's like right. fun. We're exploring each other again. Right. But you have to be intentional. You have to want it. You have to communicate and you have to be willing to like stick it out even when it's hard because it's so it's worth it gonna be when hard. you come on the other side <laughs> of it. Yeah. And see, the thing about it is I, ain't, I already know like you, Sonia, you a beast. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So like. You are managing a lot. You know, you got your career going. Mm-hmm. You have your family. You got your husband. You got to take care of. He got needs. Mm-hmm. You got your your son that also you gotta you gotta tend Speak. to. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, also, I mean, you you on TV. It's like yeah. it's so much. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about that, like, does that have an effect with like how that also how do you balance, you know, all of what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. With still being it, like, does that affect your intimacy? Like, and, and the, the levels, does that make it more erratic or harder to get your mind in that place? Yes. Um, good question. I, yes, that's a really, really, really good question. And I would say, I don't know what balance is. <laughs> There's no such thing as balance in True. my life. Um, what I have tried to always do is to be fully present doing the thing that I'm doing. Um, because I think that especially as moms, you have a lot of mom guilt if I'm like out doing something and you know I'm away from home. It's like, I'm like, no, when I'm here, I'm gonna give 100%, but when I'm with my son, he gonna get 100% of me too. Yeah. Um, and I guess in some ways, yes. Like I, I feel like there was a point when, you know, when we talked- the communication. Yeah, when, when we <laughs> talked about like, you know, that, that phase in our marriage that we struggled with and I kind of referenced Gucci and stuff, what I really, and I was really talking about more the hustle and stuff, I, I realized a lot, I, I had to challenge myself like, I'm doing all this stuff in the streets and in the road, you know, for work and stuff, and I'm giving the last part of me to my husband. I'm giving him the least, the tired part mm-hmm. of me, the stressed out part of me, and giving the world my best. And so, yes, it definitely does impact your intimacy, just because it, it's just a lot of it's a lot of places to be being pulled, and a lot of things a lot of things pulling my energy. Um, and that's where I had to kind of get honest um, and pull back 
and say, okay, family's first. I'm going to give them my first. Yeah. And then everybody else is going to get what's left. And, and, and keep it real. Like, you know, when you were first, when you were younger, envisioning what your family would look like and even, you know, your, your, your wife, kind of the role she would play, did you see yourself? Was it ideal to you to have a high power wife? Like you have That's now? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> like, I await to the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I should put him in the high seat. Await the answer right, right, patiently. Honestly, I, um, I didn't. When I was younger, I didn't envision marriage. Um, he I thought he was gonna be just out here in these streets and playing for life. Yeah, yeah. playing for life. <laughs> <laughs> the athlete lifestyle. Right. Oh, so, okay. So I, I okay. never. Um, really envisioned the whole family thing. I didn't have a family. Um, I had my mom, my grandma, mm -hmm. I, my pops wasn't in the picture. Okay. So I didn't see what that family dynamic was like. I had a stepfather, but he came in a little later. Yeah. Amazing step stepdad, but it's, I didn't have my father. So um, we were together for 14 years um, before we had our first son. She, I used to tell her all the time that um, we're not a family. We're married. And I used to be very offended by but that. But we're not a family. I don't feel, I don't feel like we're like, a family. We're married. We're family. He's like, I don't feel that. I don't wow. feel like a family. I feel like this is what I grew up in, just a couple. When we had our son, that's when my whole, I, everything changed to where I was like, okay, now, I need, now I'm, I'm the man of this family. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure he's, I need to raise him to make sure he's doing the right things for his son. So I'm thinking more on that level and making sure I have the right woman by my side to make sure our legacy can carry on. That's when I started to think about family. But early on, no, nah, I was an athlete. Just <laughs> 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 I wasn't thinking, I was just, this is my woman. Yeah. I knew that. This is my lady. Mm. You know, I think you guys are uncovering a lot in this interview as we talk about like the, the growth of our relationship. Because you hear that, right? Yeah. So we're in we're this amazing couple. We're a twosome up until we have Deuce. We have Deuce. I'm feeling we're gonna keep moving in the same direction. And this light bulb goes off for my husband and he goes left. Right? He starts to envision our family as this different thing, this legacy thing, all this stuff. And that's just not how we have moved prior mm -hmm. to Deuce. And so that's when we talk about that time in our marriage from having Deuce to about, you know, when he was three or four, I feel like that's what changed my husband a lot. And I had to get, like, I had to jump on board with that mentality. Like, no, this is how we got to move now. Like, we are, you know, it's not like I'm out here doing this, you out here doing that. And then we have, no, we got to be moving as one. We got to move differently. Yeah. And I think We're that was a real team huge, now. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big shift and a lot that we had to communicate about to be able to get to where we are right now. Right. Wow, so that's interesting. So I, I see, and it's so interesting because first of all, just so we can get context, y'all been college sweethearts. Y'all been together for twenty years. Yep. Eighteen. Married, married. No, no, this is twenty. No, when you were eighteen. Oh, when I was oh, eighteen. Oh, you, you about you about to get checked? No, right, 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 right. right, right, right. I'm 30, <laughs> 20, twenty years and married for thirteen. Yep. Yep, was it 13? 13. Oh, yep. You was a little slow on that one there. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> That's right. So I can already know, like, just all the things that goes with, you know, advancing through that much time with somebody. So just for context, I wanted, I wanted the audience to get, get a picture of that. And I understand how parenthood affects just the relationship because most of the issues that we hear our, our members in our community talk about happens is typically when the child actually comes into mm -hmm. the picture. Oh yeah, I've actually heard that most people say that marriage doesn't even affect the relationship as much as the child does. The child is actually a bigger influence and in impact. I agree with that. 100%. Okay, when did you guys make the decision to go ahead and have your Kids? first child? Yeah. Oh, well, we waited. I mean, mm -hmm. we It was waited. planned? Oh, yep. yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. We didn't have our first child until 14 years into our marriage, so we waited until I retired. Yeah. So we were married. We were dating for seven years, and then we got married. And when we got married, Ross had just started in the league. Um, I was pro for about a year or two by mm -hmm. then. Um, and then we did our full professional career. So Ross did his nine-year run in the league. I did mine. Next, we, I was 13 years pro. Yeah. And then so I ha we had our child literally right after I retired right after. in 2016. So, oh, he was playing for sure. Like, we, people were waiting on us. Like, what are y'all doing? When are we getting a kid? Right. Um, and it was a different time, right? I think when, when, when we had our kid, 
most professional female athletes weren't having kids while they were competing. Mm-hmm. That was like taboo. Mm-hmm. Now you find that athletes will, you know, like Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. a lot of people will stop <clears throat> Shelly and Fraser Price, have a kid and then go back and compete. That really wasn't a thing as much when I was competing. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we waited to the end of our professional careers and had our kid in 2017. Mm-hmm. So he was planned and still was a tornado. Right. <laughs> <laughs> still was like, touchdown, like, what up? Like, oh, shoot, wasn't yeah, expecting this. We weren't expecting this. <laughs> you can't prepare for what that dynamic is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, marriage might change because now y'all live in the same house full time or whatever. There's right. like minor changes. But when you become a parent, you don't know what the kid is going to be like, and you don't know what your partner is going to be like as a parent. So it definitely adds a whole different level to the relationship that a lot of times you can't predict. Yeah. <clears throat> now, it can be some, because we talked a little bit earlier about Aaron going through that level of depression yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the things that you did to support him. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, I want to ask you, was there any, because there's a lot, you know, especially on, on our show, we always talk about that, how the woman supports the man through mm-hmm. an emotional, emotional mm-hmm. turmoil. But Aaron, was there a time that you can recall throughout the relationship where there was just some heavy emotional turmoil for your wife where you had to step up and support her through it? The whole relationship. <laughs> <laughs> where do you want me to start? <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. That was good. No, my, my, um, let me see. My wife is, is, She's very um, emotionally connected to whatever she's doing. So um, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Passion. So, like I said, each each phase of our our, our life, whether it was the um, first phase where we were athletes, um, it was a lot of baby. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. It's, uh, during the, the whole sun's time. Come up tomorrow. You're not right. gonna die. You're all right. So I can't name one specifically. Um, because I think just by her, her nature, um, she needed that emotional, what yeah, you, I mean, what you in, in, call in 2008, um, when I lost the Olympics, where I was, I was, I was uh, favored to win gold, I got the bronze. Um, that was one of my lowest times in my career. And I always tell people, I'm so grateful my husband was an elite athlete because I don't think any person would have understood the level of depression and trauma I felt mm, by right. winning a bronze medal. I, people are like, girl, it's like, no. It, uh, it was it was big Seriously. and so I can't I remember most of the athletes went and competed that next week and I went home and I was with my husband and I think what he's what he's saying is that there's been plenty of times like that in <clears throat> our relationship where because I am so emotionally vested in everything that I do my heart's broken if it doesn't go the way I want it to go and if it weren't for him being there and bolstering me up you know then it, it would be hard for me to recover and um, and so it's this is to me a mutually beneficial kind of emotional relationship because I lean on him a lot. I need a sounding board for like, a lot of things. They don't worry about them <laughs> chicks on Housewives, man. Don't worry about them. <laughs> the new journey we're on. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it, man. Yeah. You're gonna be all right. So yeah, he's been there for me a lot emotionally. Because I ask, because it's you know men that seems to be one of the biggest issues is being able to handle the emotional ups and downs that your woman is having throughout. Yeah. Whether it's you know just little minute you know exhibits of frustration, mm-hmm. or if it's, it's something big, mm-hmm. yeah. and we get men, we had we actually did a whole show on it. Why a woman disrespects you, you know, mm-hmm. why she might disrespect you. So Aaron, has it? I'm sure it happens, right? Because we had a show we talked about how good women can disrespect you, right? So when your wife does things that you would consider disrespect, how do you address those? Babe, what the hell is going on with you? (laughs) Just like that. Uh, Basically, um, now we we like like she said. Um, our main thing is communicating. Um, when I feel disrespected, she she knows right in that moment. I know. I know immediately. (laughs) She knows. You're not gonna let it just pile up and like. No, 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 no. No. Okay. The the thing about my husband, sorry, I always cut you off. Go ahead. You good, baby. It's because I'm experiencing him, so I think I can speak to it better. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing about Ross is, is that he's so cool until he's not. So if something happens, I know because he's so laid back. Like He lets me slide. My sister's always like, you got the best husband in the world, girl, because I don't know who else could put up with you. But if I do something where I feel like he's like, you're going too far, I know because his his whole demeanor will change. And then we'll have the kind he'll he, my husband will never call me out or he'll never disrespect me in front of people purposefully in the same way I don't intend to do it either. But I know 
pull it back, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it later. Um, and so his disposition changes because he's just a, you know, he's just such a cool, calm guy. And I, I get away with <clears throat> so much that whenever it's like, you know, you're doing the most, I'm like, okay, okay, all right, reel that back in a little bit. See, I already know. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm dating a Jamaican woman too, so I already <laughs> right, know. Right, exactly. that's a fiery, that's a fiery woman right there. <laughs> 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 you know, and I I want to ask you guys, and this this is probably gonna be pretty deep too, because you've experienced something that I personally experienced, um, something I think a lot of women experience that I don't think we talk about much, but I think it's very important to talk about, because I I've, uh did hear through reports and through the grapevine that you personally actually experienced before now your successful pregnancy and miscarriage. Oh yeah. And I want to talk about that because that's something that happens and it's a part of, you know, it can be a, a part of a woman's journey mm -hmm. and it could be an interesting place for a man because that might be another place that you might have to actually support your wife mm -hmm. in an emotional state that you've, you may have never seen her in. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so so can you can you talk to that can you can you talk back to that that place that you were in yeah like when when, when that happened yeah um man it's a it's a really difficult experience and i um i founded an organization called mommy nation four years ago which is a blog and community resource for black moms um after having deuce and i have heard it all through that yeah um that community but i'm telling you it's nothing like experiencing that for yourself um so for people who had followed our journey i wasn't sure if i wanted to have a second child for a while obviously uh, yeah. <laughs> um and it was a conversation a uh, point of contention for ross and i for years because ross wanted another child for sure and i just was i was afraid of what it might do to our marriage again i wasn't sure my capacity as a woman to love another human being I felt like I was at my capacity with my husband and my son and all the things that I was doing, and I didn't want to break, you know? And so I was like, I'm just not ready. And I'm grateful my husband gave me grace to make the choice and didn't force me um, and, and waited for me to be ready. But after about five and a half years, my, I felt like my son was in a good place, our marriage was in a good place. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And the thing about when you become pregnant as a woman is that the moment you become pregnant and you accept that this pregnancy is something you want, you become a mom. Like you, you are welcoming this future baby into your life and you start to move like you have another kid, you know? And so um, when I found out that the pregnancy wasn't viable, um, it was crushing. Um, because I hate to say it, but we're, I, I, I'm used to getting good news. I'm not someone that gets a lot of bad news. So even when the doctor came in and said, I don't have good news, I thought she was going to say, I got great news. I thought she was going to say, we had twins or something. <laughs> I never thought she was going to say that we weren't, the pregnancy wasn't viable. And so, you know, it was dealing with that part, the mental part of the loss, but then I dealt with ex an extremely traumatic physical experience. Um, and I wasn't with my husband. I was in New York working and... Um, started to lose a lot of blood. I fainted, had to go to the hospital, get a blood transfusion. And it was really, really hard, really, wow. really hard because in, the, in that moment, I, I, that's when I realized how important family was to me and how much I wanted to be a mm. mom again. And, um, and it was hard because, you know, obviously I'm 38 years old now, so it's considered a geriatric pregnancy. I feel like I'm 28, but my body is certainly 38. And so I wasn't sure would it happen again would I go through that again? Because the other part too is like, I don't, you don't, I don't want to go through that again. Right. I don't want to get pregnant and lose. Like that's, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Right. So you just start to go through a whole lot uh, mentally um, around how special it is to be able to become pregnant and be a mom, um, and and dealing with that loss was was certainly hard. But it was made easier because we got pregnant like a month later, mm -hmm. um, and then obviously locked and loaded. <laughs> 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 Always sitting already. <laughs> so God is good. So I'm happy to, you know, now be looking forward to the birth of our second child. And my son can't wait to be a big brother. It's just right. a great. That's dope. Yeah, That's time. dope. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. dope. It's really dope. And, and Aaron, for, for you, like throughout, throughout that time and that period, like what what's the best thing that a man should do if he's in that position? Like what's the what's the what's the best role you should play in that seat? Man, I felt helpless. I felt helpless not being there um, while she's going through. I can't drive her to the hospital. I can't see see what she's going through. I, I felt helpless at that time. So the only thing that I was able to do is just be like, um, 
baby is side, calm down, um, help is on the way, just kind of reassuring her that everything is going to be all right. I'm not there to help. So um, just lucky that, that she was able to get, get people around her that we know in New York to get her to the hospital. So um, I felt helpless, man. It was yeah. the worst situation for, for me to be in. Um, I can't get on a plane. I can get on a plane, but it's going to be over by the time I get there. So right. it's like, what can I do? And I, I think that was just as, as bad of a situation it was for her, I felt that same pain being away from her um, while she was going through it. So um, I, hopefully that answered your question. No, no, I get it. But because even if you were, like, I, I guess just more, if I can just get, like, conceptually, because, Sai, if you could put some the, the fellas on game, how how should a man best support you? Period. Yeah. In that time, there, not there. Like, right. what is his role? Um, I think just being very supportive. I think that uh, women go through a lot uh, mentally and physically during that time, so it's about reassuring her that it's not her fault. Um, mm. That you know everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Mm. It's gonna happen in God's timing. Right. Um, and I think just um, I think I think the other thing too that I learned not just from the miscarriage but also pregnancy and first couple stages of of having a, a child is that you, you know your hormones as a woman and stuff is off and i think sometimes men don't appreciate how much our bodies change and how that has an impact on us mentally as well and so i think as a man it's about just giving your woman space to heal you know like you know she might do or say things that are out of character giving her yeah. some space to you know, but okay, cool. Like, I know she, you've been through a lot, baby. Like, I'll, you know, whatever. However you relate to your partner, like, give her she the just space. She's tripping right now, Yeah, man. give her the space. <laughs> yeah. Get her some flowers to brighten her day because, you know, it impacts some women worse than others. Like, since I went through my miscarriage, I've been in communication with a lot of women, and some of the stories are next level. You know, mine still, I feel like, is mild compared to someone who have five or six miscarriages back to back or have it mm. later on where they have wow. to deliver the baby. Like, it can get wow. worse. Mm. And so I just think as men, it's about just really being there, listening to your partner, supporting her, making her feel like she's still special, she's still worthy, she's still the world. Um, and then, you know, obviously, hopefully, you know, being able to try again if that's what you guys both want. But it can be a really difficult situation. Worthy. So you said worthy because in that place that you're in, I'm, is that like some of the feeling there? Like yeah. I'm not, like you kind of lose your self-worth as oh, a woman? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of women, if you think about it, when you get to a certain age, I mean, I already have a kid, thank God. But when you get to a certain age, it's like if you don't have a child, it's like it, you do feel sometimes like you're not you're not living up to the standards that a woman should live up to, right? There are women who, can, who can't carry a child who feel like, there's something wrong with me. Right. Mm. Like, am I just not worthy of this blessing? And so, yes, that can definitely be a feeling, emotion that women have that's really difficult for them to get past um, if, you know, if they struggle with childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to happen, so, y'all. You're making a cameo. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Dude. Put, get Deuce on camera. Go ahead. Let, let, let them see. Deuce, what's popping? Dude, hey, first of all, as a kid, I would not have been able to sit back this long. He, yeah. Yeah, so he been being patient. He, just, he, he has been being patient. He like, yo. Speed this whole interview thing exactly. up. But this is what they want to see. This is a happy, it's a happy family, a beautiful family. Wave at everybody. Wave at the camera, babe. <laughs> <laughs> he cracks when he pretends like he's shy. He's not. He's like, terrible. <laughs> I want to ask game. this. Okay. For this next question, stay with us and then yeah, you yeah. Gotta go back. Yeah, you can. You can. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask this question here because, um, first of all, good game, because I think that was a good framework. Reassure your lady. Yeah. Make her feel like it wasn't her fault. Build up her confidence and her worthiness again in the yeah. place that she might be in. And that's a good game. And give her time. And um, give her time and patience mm -hmm. to come back. And I, I wanna, and I, I always, I just had this in my mind. I, you know, I knew I was gonna ask y'all this before I let y'all get up out of here though, because I know y'all are on, this is season two for you? Yes. On Housewives? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm rooting for y'all. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm rooting for y'all, all right? Because it's like it's like a bad reputation with these with, with these yeah. housewives. Yeah. And what ends up happening? Y'all already know the situation. It's oh, like you a, mean you mean with marriage? It's, Make yes. it plain. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 With marriage, so there's like a there's like a whole housewives curse. Yeah. God forbid, it's not gonna happen here. No, it's not. <laughs> We're not claiming that over yeah. here. No. Yeah. But it's like a whole situation where, and, and I don't know if it's because you kind of bring that drama or that energy <coughs> into so your sorry. relationship because yeah. I, I I can imagine it's a lot. Yes. On y'all. So what are y'all doing? <laughs> to fortify yes. your marriage yes. to protect all that can potentially come with y'all bringing that into the marriage. Yes, so once again, um, I and we have been very intentional about um, protecting our marriage. Um, and I think that I've said this and that before, and I'll say it again, if I ever felt like anything um, was gonna come between my husband and I, I'd be off that show so fast. You, you would have thought I was Usain Bolt, not Usain Bolt. So I have my priorities. You know what I mean? Like my family comes first, and so I saw the Real Housewives of Atlanta and still see it as a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to be in front of a new audience, um, and to my goal has been to show black love and excellence and to show black women not as a monolith. You know, I, I think as I've been evolving on this show too and dealing with all the criticism and stuff where I've come to at this moment right now, it's like, we're not all the same. It's okay if I'm not the wittiest and I'm not on your neck and I'm not trying to argue with you and I'm trying to bring peace and I'm trying to show love. That should be okay because black women are that too. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And so for me, it's been, I haven't been clear on a couple of things, but I've been very clear on my marriage. And I will not sacrifice anything for my marriage. It won't be no story, no storyline, no nothing that involves anything that I feel is so vulnerable in my marriage that if the petty section were to get in, it could ruin my marriage. Yes. It's off limits. So I think that, you know, we went in with that. Um, I went in knowing that, and I've, I'm going to stand true to that for as long as I'm on any reality platform. Um, and that's just that, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's my family first, my, my marriage first. I'll get into it with the girls, we can do all the other stuff, but it's not gonna go down in my house. Um, because if it weren't for my husband, I wouldn't be where I am and I'm not gonna sacrifice or risk that. And then we also stay extremely prayerful, you know? Like I made a post the other day, I said, Lord, I got to make a public prayer because it was just like divorce after divorce and not just on reality TV, just period. Yes. You know, yes. and I'm just like, period. Lord, please protect what I have because people think that this grass is growing on the other side. It's not. It's, it, it, it is where you water it, yes. you know, and Ross and I have built such a beautiful foundation. I would not, I don't want to risk it. So we're prayerful about it, intentional about it. And my man, my man, my man. Like <laughs> <laughs> Aaron gives me these vibes of like, this kind of like low key, like Gee. you probably yeah, like <laughs> he probably only on this podcast because you on here. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, like he kind of he kind of right, got that right. whole vibe to him. Right. So like when you, like if it was up there, he probably it wouldn't be no cameras. Period. Oh no, no I, I, I get that whole vibe. No, I get that whole vibe. So mm -hmm. like was you were, 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 was that a concern for you? Like definitely. what was okay? Definitely. Um, be honest. Of course. Okay. We got to. Uh, we got uh, to. Of course. Um, yes. Yeah, Not so to. Don't go too. Let's get a little bit. Let's get a little bit. They're trying to go back for another season. Right. Don't piss off the execs. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, but yes, um, from the very beginning, when she got the got the call to um, have this opportunity, I wasn't with it because just how you, what you said, um, it's a whole stigma out there that it, marriages don't work um, when it comes to reality TV. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was a huge concern for me. And. Um, Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just reached out to the producers, um, asked them if we could have a meeting. I told them what we stood for, um, what we wasn't going for. Um, told him basically just put some boundaries on. Put it. some boundaries. Yeah, on as long it. as he, he as long as he could be himself, authentically. Yeah, he never yeah. wanted okay. us to act or anything like that. And he and what he did was whenever she came to me, he was like, 
we could do it, but I gotta talk to, I need to know what they doing, who's doing what. Why, I need to know the why. Yeah. Why y'all, what do y'all see in us to bring to this show? We're not, we're not with the drama. Drama happens in our life, in real life. Right. So if it's real drama, I'm with it. Mm -hmm. We can handle it. But if it's made up drama, we ain't trying to do that. Um, legacy. So I didn't want to jeopardize that. So they kind of um, told me what I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically, they they to be to be honest, they allowed they they've been allowing me to be myself. Um, I, I have no complaints about the show. To be honest with you, um, it's it's been it's been alright. I wasn't with it at first though. I, I really wasn't. I was very prote protective and apprehensive. Apprehensive, everything. I was kind of standoffish and trying to watch what's going on, what storyline they're trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to put on that protective that protective shield at first. But um, the first season went by, um, and I had don't no mess with my wife. <laughs> I like that the big the big dog came in there. Like, like bro, first had to of throw all, some execs against the wall. First of all, shout out to you, bro. Because like, let me tell you something. That is like, and that that is a protector. Yes. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care if it's no media opportunity. I don't care. I'm not selling out for my family. I don't want no drama on my doorstep. I don't care how much views, how much money we yeah. can make. I don't want no drama in my home, in my household. And if I got to sit these execs down. And tell them what's not about to happen. Yeah. Just so I can make sure I keep peace in my home, so we can continue to make this house, this legacy, this family flourish. Mm -hmm. Then that's just what we're gonna have to do. I really like that because I think a lot of men are afraid of being disagreeable, but it's a, it's it's our nature, right. and not everything that we want to put in place, structure wise and, and formation wise, our wife is always going or our significant other is always gonna be down with it. Right. But if it's for the betterment of the family mm -hmm. and your spouse then she'll eventually come around to it. So I'm glad you stood on that. Yep. That's dope. Mm -hmm. She was mad at me for a minute. <laughs> I, I bet she was. I bet she was. I bet she was. mad at me for a minute. I get it. I get it. But that really, to me, is all the signs of a strong man. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, because it, it's leadership is not sexy mm -hmm. all the time. It's ugly. And you can't make everybody happy all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But if your heart is focused on making sure that the greater good of your family yeah. mm -hmm. is in the best place, yep. then that is what a great leader is. Sometimes you're going to piss everybody off yep. for <laughs> everybody. Right. Right? Right. For everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's just what it is. And I, I have, man, I have absolute respect for all of y'all because y'all came in here. And y'all let us up on the hood of that <laughs> yes, joint. Yes, we did. A little bit. <laughs> I, I, I felt like this was a damn therapy session. Yeah. I, that's how I it's supposed like to feel. And that's exactly yeah, we, we what We said our a lot of say. things we've never yeah. talked about. Yeah, I felt like this was a I feel a like as we session. talked, it was like unraveling more and right. more stuff. So, I, yeah, it was amazing. I appreciate that. And yeah. I'm, appreciate I'm a thinker, so um, a lot of the, the answers that you got out of me, I don't like to say without thinking them thinking through. Thinking more, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, y'all yeah. did a good job. Uh, <laughs> hey, and if you think we did a good job, let us know down here in the comments. Thank you guys so much for actually taking here and making it this far in the episode. I want you guys to let us know your thoughts of this episode. Let me know what was your favorite moment, what you took away from this joint down here in the comments. Drop a champion in the chat. Oh, world-class athletes. Yes, love. yes. If you, love. And if you ain't got nothing, drop the champion at least in here, cause we here rocking with the champs. And what I love is y'all, y'all are champions, man, on and off the field. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because to do what y'all are doing, and I, I love even how you guys present you got yourselves on on TV. Thank you. Like you guys definitely are one of the people, cause we need. We talk about this. We don't have enough good examples. Mm -hmm and sexy examples mm -hmm. of like making marriage just look good mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like marriage still has this sigma of like like brothers feel like they about to get their life away like it's <laughs> <laughs> like like it's like a life right <laughs> I, did like, oh, I did my life sentence man right. 20 years right. <laughs> life that's, sentence that's yeah. like, it's like a whole life sentence like it's almost like a don't do it but we need we need more Huxtables, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. we need more Rosses in the <laughs> game you. that's gonna do it at the highest level, yeah. and that's gonna keep it righteous at the highest level. I, as let well. me tell you this, Tyshawn. God has a blessing for you in marriage that He does not have for you in singleness. Mm. 
And so mm. do not walk away or run away from, from marriage. Um, there's right. nothing like doing life with someone who you are in lockstep with, who you know supports you, who loves you. It's nothing like it, you know? And I, I think you're right. I think that the way that society is right now, it's like people feel, I can do it by myself. I don't need nobody. Trust me. There are days when you will need somebody to mm. bolster you up and to hold you down. And um, I know it's not easy to find the right person because, you know, people wear, like, have on masks and, you know, appear to be a certain way. But when you can peel that back and uncover your you gem, it. woo, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing. When you find your person, yeah. especially as a man, um, she's made me become the best person I could be. Mm. I've done it for her, you know what I mean? Of course for myself, but having a responsibility for her and my, and my family, I want to be the best version of myself I can be. To so, this um, day! I don't know if I would have wanted to be that if I was just by myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I have, I have a why now, and my why is my family. So if you find that right one, rock with it. Is it'll make you the best best version of yourself that you can be. Fellas, you heard with it, man. Yeah, you I find that, that right one, lean with it, rock with it. All right? <laughs> Don't wait. Lean with it, rock with it. And y'all, do me a favor, y'all. Before we go ahead and end this one out, please subscribe and like this channel so we can help this thing get pushed to as many people as possible because we need to be spreading videos like this, messages like mm -hmm. this. This going to save some folks. And Deuce's like, I'm ready to go. He about to get back <laughs> on camera. Put Deuce back on camera because we about to get up out of here. Yes, but y'all already guys. know, hardly initiated, we are out. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was dope, y'all.